Hi, welcome to the Spiritually Minded Mom Podcast, where every mom can find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. You'll hear interviews with all kinds of moms who are learning how to navigate motherhood. Most of all, you'll learn that you have a partner in motherhood, a loving Heavenly Father who wants you to succeed and is always there to help you in your most important work as a mother. And now, here's your host, my mom, Dara Trendler. Welcome to the podcast today. We're This is episode 14 of Spiritually Minded Mom podcast, and I'm excited to have as my guest today, Michelle Garfield. Michelle has two young children, and she and her family love to be outdoors. And I met Michelle through Instagram when she participated in a challenge I had a few weeks ago called Five Ways to Become a More Spiritually Minded Mom. And during that challenge, Michelle shared with me what she's learned Um, as part of that challenge. And one of those things was that she figured out that God has been there in different ways than she expected. And so I'm excited to dive in a little bit more into her experience doing the challenge and also talk to her about her own motherhood journey. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you. I'm excited. So just to start off, just to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. um, I married my husband almost six years ago, but we dated for three years before that. So we've been together kind of a long time for me. We have two little girls. Elizabeth is almost three and Annabelle is six months old. And like you said, we just, my husband is happiest when he's in the mountains. (laughs) So we do a lot of family adventures up there. (laughs) That's great. Do your girls like being outdoors? Yeah. I guess the six month old probably hasn't decided yet, but but your three year old. (laughs) Yeah. The six, Annabelle is the easiest, sweetest angel baby. So she's happy anywhere. And Elizabeth loves to be like, she is just like her dad. And she loves to look through binoculars just like him. And it's the (laughs) cutest thing because she gets mad when he doesn't bring her binoculars and tripod along. She has her own binoculars. (laughs) That is so cute. You might have to show us a picture of that. That's really (laughs) okay. So you're you're a young mom with with just with two kids, three and six months. So what has been the best part about motherhood for you so far? The first thing that comes to mind is, you know, like any mom, I'm obsessed with my kids and just all day long, they're making me smile and laugh. And I just love that I have the chance to smile so much all day. The other thing is I'm a nerd. My husband will tell you that. And I love to learn. (laughs) And motherhood, like, is you're constantly learning. Like, my girls are constantly teaching me about you know, having patience and how like when they have a good attitude and are happy about things, like I'm way more prone to help them and want to be with them and do things. So like their example is teaching me all the time. So I just love that motherhood is all about growing as a person and learning as you're teaching your children. Oh, it's so true. Like motherhood and self-improvement and personal growth, it goes hand in hand, totally. And Once you, you know, you think that you, okay, I've got this figured out and you think you're in a stage of life where things are going really smoothly and then, well, you get a curveball, something changes and you got to, you know, your kids start growing up and they, they need, have different needs and need new things. And so, yeah, it is, it's such a great, I feel that same way. It's, you know, you're always learning something new with every stage. So that's, that's awesome. Okay. So you shared with me a really great quote when we were prepping for the interview. And I love this. So I want to share this quote. And then I would love for you to tell me what that quote means to you. So this is the quote. It's by Jeffrey R. Holland. And it is, no love in mortality comes closer to approximating the pure love of Jesus Christ than the selfless love of a devoted mother 
a devoted mother has for her child. So what does that mean to you? Um, I do love this quote. I mean, it's from a recent conference talk just in the last couple of years, and I printed it off immediately and hung it right here by where I work. And um, it just means to me that motherhood is a sacred calling that we are so lucky that we have this opportunity to become as Christ-like as we can. Like it's such a close, the closest path there is to become more like our Savior. And you know, it lets us practice selflessness. We sacrifice so much, you know, whether we carry our child and then birth them or go through some other route of getting them. There's so much sacrifice in just getting them here. And then while they're here, we just give up everything for them. And we get to feel this immense love and serve them their whole lives. And um, we get to teach them and learn from them and care for them. Like, it's just a path that is very similar to the Savior. And I love that we're given that chance to become like him because that's what we're here for. Exactly. I, I love I love in that quote that it says, you know, selfless love, because that's what the Savior had. And I also think it, it gives us a glimpse of what our Heavenly Father experiences. I mean, it's, you know, on a very, very small scale. But, you know, he sent his son. And, you know, he knows what that's like. And, and he's a father. And, you know, we can go to him and, and, and he has given us a perfect example. And I think, yeah, I really agree with you. Motherhood really does help us come a little, come closer to understanding what that love is like, that selfless love. That is a great quote. And I will definitely put that in the show notes so that everyone can look that up. It is great. Okay. So, so you talked a little bit about sacrifice and, you know, being a mother, there's a sacrifice and it is not all roses like there are a lot of hard days of motherhood especially you know the stage that you're at right now you know you're sacrificing a lot physically and emotionally and mentally it it's really hard so what keeps you going on those hard days of motherhood well there definitely are days that I just survive and I think it's okay to have grace for yourself and be and be okay with that um but a lot of what keeps me going I don't know there's a lot of things one of them is like I don't have another option Okay. So that means that God's going to provide a way for me to, to make it. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, neat, a good thought for me to have. Like, he has my back. And ex- I had this experience. So my first daughter, Elizabeth, was a horrible sleeper, like from as a baby and even into a toddler. So when I was pregnant with Anna, I was like eight months along and Lizzie was still in her crib and she would like we tried all the sleep training methods. Nothing worked. <laughs> And she just needed me to go and lay by her. So I would lay on the floor with my hand through the crib, eight months pregnant for three hours or more almost every night. That's rough. And it it was. It was really rough. I really struggled with exhaustion and being sleep deprived for two years (laughs) or more with her. And I remember Heavenly Father like having this thought come to me of like, I'm showing you that you can do hard things, that you are resilient. And that became an affirmation for me, really. Like, mm-hmm. I am resilient. I can do hard things. Anytime something gets tough or hard, I remember that. And it helps me with like, okay, I'm recognizing that Heavenly Father is doing this for me. That's that's a, that's a great example of, of resilience. I love that word. Isn't that a good word? Like, we have to be resilient as mothers. And I like what you said about you know, just giving yourself a break, you know, like, it's okay if, 
your house is a mess and the dishes are piled up and you know if you all survive the day and you know you're everyone's still intact and it's it's okay yeah that 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 is so good so I know another thing that I wanted to talk to you about was that you have you moved away pretty far away from your extended family and I think you said it was just you and your husband and and you moved moved far away and one of the things that you told me was kind of your philosophy on making friends. And, and this is what you said, if you're not being invited to the party, then throw the party yourself. So what, what have you done to overcome loneliness and to make friends in an area where you were unfamiliar, didn't know anybody? How to, how have you applied that in your life? So I would think that loneliness in motherhood is one of the hardest things I've struggled with. Like Mm -hmm. if I, have been cooped up too much and have it and feel alone, then my days are way harder. It was like a really big struggle when we first moved down here because we literally, it's just me and my husband and no close family nearby. And there have been some amazing people that have reached out to us, but it takes time. And there were some things like everyone doesn't know, other people don't always know your needs. So you kind of have to or like invite people to do things with Mm -hmm. you and first of all I think that it's important to realize that you need to be a good person (laughs) like you need to be you know generally a happy person that doesn't complain all the time so that people will want to be around you the other thing is I like if I met someone then I like we try to have friends over for dinner every once in a while and I used to be a lot more timid about asking people to like hey can I you guys do you want to like go to the park with us and another thing is it feels like if I offer to just like have their kids come over then sometimes like sometimes the mom comes and sometimes the mom needs a break so sometimes like but it creates a friendship because I'm serving her in a way too you know and I don't know like this is something that I don't feel like an expert at at all but I do try to think like okay when I'm lonely I can't blame everyone else for not meeting my needs like I can go out there and like I created a play group myself and sometimes not like sometimes nobody shows up and that's hard but you know you have to realize that other people have lives too and okay this is so good so okay so you (laughs) I want to talk a little bit more detail like you know what exactly did you do like what if someone is feeling lonely what can they do so you said you created a play group what does that look like what how did you go about that what did you do so I just created it on Facebook and I invited just friends that I knew in the area that I had added on Facebook to the group. And I told everyone that they could add anybody they wanted to it. And then I just chose a day and time. And on a regular basis, we usually meet on Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. And I just tell them like the night before what park is usually how it goes and I tried to make it a place where anyone can post like oh I'm going to the park today at two if anybody wants to come like that's my hope that it'll grow even more into that every once in a while that happens but not all the time so but on a like but it's scheduled that play groups generally at a certain time every week okay so that's awesome you created this Facebook group Facebook group and then you set a time and just said hey everybody come and and you know I think that's so great because you're totally right loneliness is a big part of motherhood it 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 happens it really does and you know I think you're having the courage to go out and do that will help somebody else who maybe you know doesn't want to take that step of creating a Facebook group but now they can come be a part of your group and and you're just pulling each other in I really feel like 
motherhood, we just need each other. We, we need to be inclusive. We need to not exclude people and, and just, and just help each other. I, I think that is so great that you've done that. So you've, you've created this Facebook group. You said you invited people over for dinner. You know, how do you, how do you have the courage to just reach out to someone? I don't know. How desperation do do through friends. <laughs> you just um, kind of do it. I think that's great. Yeah. And I do want to say I had some friends invite me to like a girl's night. And so I've definitely been on the receiving end as well. And that meant the world to me. So between like between having like a regular playgroup and then a girls night every once in a while. Yeah. And so, and we like take, like, it's not on a schedule or anything, but I feel like we try to take turns. So now I try to be like, Oh, I can, I can host the girls night. It doesn't always have to be that, you know, that person, like she gave me the idea. Yeah. So now, and it kind of grows and we just, I think that's great. You know, you give and then someone else gives to you and, and we all grow together. That's that's awesome. I love that, that you've been able to do that. Okay. So I said at the beginning that the way that I met you was through Instagram when I, I did my challenge, five ways to become a more spiritually minded mom. And if listeners are not familiar with that, I'll link to it in the show notes. But um, I was really, I don't know what the word is. I, I just really felt a connection with you and was so touched that you reached out and told me, you know, how the challenge had helped you. And I started the challenge just because I just felt like, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that needed it too. You know, I just felt like a lot of people were telling me, I don't know if I feel God every day in my life. And, and these were people that I knew were religious and I knew were trying and, and they just weren't feeling them. And so I did it as a way to kind of help us recognize that maybe we feel God and we don't realize it. Um, and I, I loved some of the, that was one of the things that you shared with me that, you know, that was a, something unexpected for you that you learned for the challenge. So can you just, just share with us what that looked like for you and, and how the challenge helped you? Yeah. So you, this challenge really was an answer to a prayer for me and which is why I jumped on it the second that I saw it. And I so appreciate you doing it because it really has, it's changed my life and it was so simple. And that's what I loved about this challenge was that it wasn't like I had to be immersed spiritually for, you know, eight hours a day. It was just simple little things, recognizing what I need to do to have to fill the spirit and fill God in my life more. And more importantly, to recognize it, like you said. Yeah. And for me, a lot of it was noticing like, okay, having like a small morning routine where I, you know, first thing I do is pray. And then I do some kind of either listen to a conference talk while I get ready or read my scriptures. Um, Anyways, like it made me set up like a morning routine and a nighttime routine where I just kind of check in and it doesn't take me a lot of time right now. Like I just just have to be okay right now with me being like I I can't be on this strict set schedule because I have two little kids that wake up at different times all the time in the morning. And so I loved that it was small and I noticed that I think I was I had this expectation that to fill the spirit and fill God in my life, it was supposed to be this overwhelming feeling all the time of the spirit mm-hmm. or, you know, and it really was just about like little instances where, where I just noticed I rec like a lot of it came through journaling uh-huh. as I wrote, I noticed a lot of like, Oh, you know, when I had the thought that, oh, I bought this program to help me parent my kids better, 
And then I'm going, Heavenly Father, what do I need to do to be a better mom to help my three-year-old who's driving me crazy? (laughs) And then I always have this thought like, why don't you look at that program that you bought that you haven't touched yet? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, what are you going to do? And finally, I was like, oh, he's just leading me to a resource that can help me instead of telling me what to do. And that's usually how he works. Right. And this morning, even as I was journaling about this last week, and I was trying to recognize how God has helped me, I noticed that a lot of how he helped me this week really wasn't directly from him. It was through, I call them angels, whether they are on the other side or here on earth, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's usually how he helps me. Like that's doing the challenge. That's what I noticed the most is that there are angels in my life that are usually answering my prayers through him. Oh, that is so good. That it just makes me so happy. I mean, I really wanted the challenge to be something where you can apply it to yourself and not compare yourself to someone else because everyone feels it different. I've had a lot of conversations with different people about it since I've done the challenge. And, you know, and I can say that I was a little bit, you know, thought, okay, this is how I feel the spirit. Doesn't everyone else feel the spirit that way? And it's been eye opening to me since I started this podcast to realize, no, we're not, we're not all the same. We don't all communicate the same. And that's great. Isn't that great? I mean, he treats us uniquely and gives us what we need. And I know, for me, it's been small things too. Like one of the things I realized during that challenge was when I leave church on Sunday, I always feel so uplifted and so like, wow, that was so great. And just like renewed. And I had never recognized that as, as a way that God communicates with me that he's saying, okay, you can get out there and do it this week. And you know, it just kind of buoys me up. And I never recognized that before as a way that I feel the spirit, but, but it really was. So thank you for sharing that. That is so awesome. Another thing that you talked about and, and you shared this in a comment on Instagram was just how the challenge helped you uh, with, you talked about thoughts and how thoughts are such a big part of of our dealings with God and our communication with him. And, you know, how do you, how do you combat those negative thoughts that creep in and how are thoughts connected with your relationship with God? So one of the things that I struggled with was, I, when little things went wrong in my life, I was like, what's the point of that heavenly father? Like why I get big challenges. They make us grow Yeah, like hard trials. That makes sense. But why did you have to like make it take 10 minutes for my three-year-old to get buckled so that we could go to her swim lessons and be really late. And, you know, like just this <laughs> yeah. like chain reaction, like wh- why? And so I would, I honestly, I was blaming him a lot for all these little annoying things to me. And I was talking to my mom and she said, be careful not to blame him because like he's held by, he's not going to step in and make everything like he's held by universal laws. Mm -hmm. He's a a God of order. And so changing my thoughts in that way and not blaming him so much and just being grateful for what he does for me um, helped me a lot. And another thought that I struggle with a lot, and I'm sure a lot of women do is that I'm not enough and that I don't do Mm -hmm. enough. And honestly, it's not something that I thought I struggled with until I came around about it in a different way. For example, yesterday, my plan was to like journal after church, work on like becoming more spiritually aligned and getting ready for this interview and feeling like I was in a really good place. And instead, I decided to plan my three-year-old's birthday party. And that was really fun for me. And it was creative and I needed that creative outlet. But then I felt like I didn't deserve his help 
like I didn't feel like I deserved his help in this interview to be in a good place because I didn't do my part yesterday. But there's really nothing wrong with what I did yesterday. And I, and I think that's a thought. I don't know. Maybe other people don't have it as much as I do. But no, they, yeah, you're totally right on. <laughs> <laughs> like I always am thinking about, oh, but I don't really deserve it. But he's not that way. Like right. he's already done it. He's already taken care of it. He's ready to give it to us. And we just have to accept it. Anyway, so going back to the negative thinking with, I say the way that I combat a lot of negative thoughts is first that I'm aware of them and I try really hard not to beat myself up about it that I had that I was having negative thoughts Mm -hmm. because then I just have more negative thoughts I will try to say an affirmation like I'll think I'll be I'll notice like oh I'm thinking I'm not good enough that I don't deserve this so then I stop and I'll say no I am enough I do enough and that helps me believe it a little more and then usually I either journal or I talk to my sister or mom or someone about it because I feel like sharing it and getting it out of my system lets me let go of it and that's really helpful that's so good because we we can have a tendency I mean I don't know I guess I can only speak for myself but I have a tendency to get in my own head like those negative thought patterns can just go around and around and around and you're right just getting it out or I do the same thing that you do. I have an affirmation. I say to myself, I'm fulfilling God's plan for me. And I say that out loud. And, you know, I go and look in the mirror and say it sometimes if I have to, or I keep it in my pocket. I carry it around with me. Um, that's so good to get out of your own head. And and talking to someone else about it, journaling about it, those are all just, that's great advice. That is so good. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thoughts really are so important. They They, they really, are. I mean, they dictate how we feel about everything. <laughs> yes, it all starts with our thoughts for sure. Okay, well, this has gone by super fast. <laughs> I have loved <laughs> talking to you. Like, I really, I really feel like the message that you're sharing is is for everyone. We're, you know, we're all just in this together, and and we can help each other, and you know, get out there and get out of those negative thought patterns. But I do have one final question that I always ask at the end of the interview. And that is, Michelle, how have you seen and felt God as your partner in motherhood? So when I did the challenge, and this was part of it, I kept thinking back to right after I had my first baby, I just felt God carry me. I felt him there constantly all the time with me, just like carrying me through those first couple months of becoming a mom, because it's really hard, like it's life changing. Mm -hmm. And then after a little while, he wasn't there. At least that's what I thought or felt because it was different. He wasn't there like holding me up constantly. I knew that he was like, I believed he was there, but I couldn't feel him the same way. And it's like I already talked about it was because it was all because it's not always an overwhelming feeling. But like I said, I know that there are angels in my life that help me a lot. And that's how he how he talks to me and how he helps me a lot of the time. One thing that I really feel him there with is when I wake up in the morning and I take a few seconds, I just take a couple of really deep breaths and I just feel like I connect to Heavenly Father. And then I say my prayers and I try to ask him at the end of my prayers, I say, what, what's the most important thing that I do for you today? What's the most important thing I do for me, for my family? Sometimes more than one thing will come to me, but I try to keep it at one to begin with. Otherwise I get really overwhelmed. And Usually the the first thought that comes to mind is what he is telling me. That's how I take it as. 
And that just helps give me guidance and feel him throughout the day that he is there. And just his guidance to different resources. And I don't know, a lot of it is just the people in my life. And I'm really grateful for them and that he's put them there in my life for me. That's, that's great. I'm so glad you pointed that out that, you know, sometimes we don't have to hear a voice in our head of him directly guiding us, but we can look around us and, and he does really put people in our paths. I know, I know he put you in my path for me to be able to reach out to you to do this interview. And I'm so glad that we connected on Instagram. Sometimes social media gets a bad rap, but there are some really good things about it. And thanks for, thanks for sharing, you know, your, your love for Heavenly Father and, and being willing to be real about it. I, I know that it will help someone else. Thank you. I really enjoyed this. And I feel like you were put in my path because I really needed all of this. And I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. So I'm excited for all the future ones too. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to be here today. I know you have a million things to do, and I'm grateful you took the time to listen to today's podcast. I hope the episode helped you to know God is your partner in motherhood. For show notes, head over to spirituallymindedmom.com. For more motherhood inspiration, follow along on Instagram, at spirituallymindedmom. And if you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on iTunes. This helps more moms to find hope, joy, and God's hand in motherhood. Have an amazing day, and remember, you are doing God's work, and you are doing it wonderfully well.